This is My Child Will Thrive, and I'm your host, Tara Hunkin, nutritional therapy practitioner, certified GAPS practitioner, restorative wellness practitioner, and mother. I'm thrilled to share with you the latest information, tips, resources, and tools to help you on the path to recovery for your child with ADHD, autism, sensory processing disorder, or learning disabilities. My own experiences with my daughter, combined with as much training as I can get my hands on, research I can dig into, and conferences I can attend, have helped me to develop systems and tools for parents like you who feel overwhelmed trying to help their children. So sit back as I share another great topic to help you on your journey. It's episode four of the My Child Will Thrive podcast, and here's what's coming up. There is a lot of debate about the impacts of this kind of supplementation, but what happens is, is if we are eating in a way that we're spiking our blood sugar levels and then they... A quick disclaimer before we get started. My Child Will Thrive is not a substitute for working with a qualified healthcare practitioner. The information provided on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat your child. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing any information or treatments that you have learned about on this podcast. There are many gifted, passionate, and knowledgeable practitioners with hundreds if not thousands of hours of study and clinical experience available to help guide you. Part of our goal is to give you the knowledge and tools you need to effectively advocate for your child so that you don't blindly implement each new treatment that comes along. No one knows your child better than you. No one knows your child's history like you do or can better judge what is normal or abnormal for your child. The greatest success in recovery comes from the parent being informed and asking the right questions and making the best decisions for their child in coordination with a team of qualified practitioners in different areas of specialty. Now on with the show. Hi, and welcome back to the My Child Will Thrive podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you today about something that is a challenge for many of us, which is sleep. And um, we're going to talk about 10 tips to improve your sleep. You can apply these same tips to your children in in a lot of circumstances and look to, to why they may not be sleeping if that's still a problem for you as well. And we're just going to also just talk about why that's so important to your health and the health of your child. The need for sleep. So other than the obvious, which is if we don't sleep, we're fatigued the next day and and have trouble getting out of bed and all the different things, having the energy for what we need to do. Let's um, just take a look at what the impact is on the brain itself. So in particular, um, they now know that lack of sleep deeply affects brain function in the areas of mood, concentration, coordination, and memory. And obviously that's important to all of us. And uh, we can see that reflected in our children's behavior as well. Um, Studies have shown that sleep is actually required to repair and reorganize brain cells. And without that reorganization and repair, it's going to impact learning and memory. And recent research has also shown that sleep is required to help clear toxins from the brain via the glymphatic system. So not the lymphatic, but the glymphatic system is what they're calling it. And that system opens freely when we sleep, allowing toxins that have accumulated in the the tissue surrounding the brain um, to freely flow out of the brain and uh, via the cerebral spinal fluid and be detoxified um, from the body from there. So you can find links to the two studies I just referenced on the My Child Will Thrive website in in the area for today's podcast, if you want to take a look at those studies a little bit further. 
Before we can say what to do about your sleep, we need to know what's interfering with your sleep. So the number one reason for most special needs parents is that their kid isn't sleeping. And the great news is that a number of these things that other things that might be interfering with your sleep might be interfering with their sleep as well. So you can apply these same principles to them as well. But the biggest areas that um, we see in terms of what dysregulates people's sleep, aside from, you know, the things that I think you've probably all been told before um, in terms of having a routine and um, doing a number of things, and we're going to talk about a few of those things. But beyond that, um, adrenal fatigue and blood sugar dysregulation impact our sleep greatly. So our adrenals are the um, little glands that sit on top of our kidneys, and they are involved in um, blood sugar regulation. They are also involved in mineral balance in the body, and they are impacted greatly. Um, they're involved in a lot of other metabolic functions throughout the body, and they're impacted greatly by stress and are involved in the flight or fl- fight response that we talk about so much with our kids that they're co- constantly in a what a sympathetic state being in a, a fight or flight state. So they are children. And because as parents, we are often in a chronic state of stress, um, dealing with our children and life outside of just our kids, um, our adrenals tend to be fatigued because they've been overused, uh, dealing with that stress response on an ongoing basis. And because the adrenals are responsible for secreting the hormone cortisol, which is involved both in blood uh, sugar uh, regulation as well as other functions in the body. It, uh, the cortisol, or sorry, the circadian rhythm, which is how our sleep patterns are, we're, we're supposed to wake up in the morning, our cortisol comes up in the morning to wake us up. And um, over the course of the day, it sort of has a, a bit of a curve, it comes up and then it will decline so that it should be lowest when we're supposed to be going to sleep at the end of the day. That process, um, if your adrenals have been weakened, uh, your cortisol rhythm, rhythm or your cortisol distribution throughout the day, indicated by your circadian rhythm, will be dysregulated. And so you may feel tired earlier in the day, so tired in the afternoon instead of at night. Um, you may have trouble falling asleep at night because your cortisol levels are too high now. And sometimes you have trouble getting out of bed in the morning because your cortisol levels, which should have come up, are, are still bottomed out. So the chronic stress in our lives, and obviously that's a, a, a big um, vacuum of, of a challenge for a lot of people. But one of the ways that you can, um, you can deal with your, your adrenals a break is by making sure your blood sugar is re- regulated. Because as I mentioned before, the, the adrenals are also used and a cortisol is a part of um, as a hormone that's utilized in the blood sugar regulation process in your, in your body. So it's, it's um, stimulated when the blood sugar levels have dropped too low and um, it's to signal um, the body to bring out some glycogen stores so that the body has the, the sugar that it needs in order to um, feed the cells and, and produce energy. But what happens is, is if we are eating in a way that we're spiking our blood sugar levels and then they come crashing back down and they, then they go back up and they go back down, it adds to the fatigue of the adrenal system glands. So 
if you address blood sugar dysregulation by eating differently and making sure you're digesting properly, it can go a long way to helping you repair your adrenals and and also then move towards repairing your circadian rhythm and in turn um, getting better sleep patterns in place for you. So a lot of people that are suffering from them actually wake up in the middle of the night because their blood sugar has dropped in the middle of the night. If you have middle of the night wakings, um, you can relate to this. Your blood sugar has dropped and so your cortisol levels come up and then you are awake because that's um, that's the, the other role of the cortisol hormone is to wake you up. And in this case, you know, it's sometimes if someone has something, a little snack, then they can go back to sleep, but often not. So in, in the end, we have to figure out what to do about all this. So aside from those things, um, I've got 10 strategies that you can use to improve your sleep. And you can try a, some of, a few of these things on the list or all of them. And you, what I would do also is look to see if some of these things may also be affecting your child. And if you can make changes in uh, their routines and habits in order to help them as well. So one of the most common suggestions these days is um, to to limit screen time. So uh, in front of computers and iPhones, iPods and the like and TVs before bedtime for at least a half an hour. Now, a lot of people find this very hard to do. And there fortunately are a number of things you can do now. There are apps you can put on your phone and, and certain phones have the ability to block some of the blue light. They have filters um, you can put filters, screens on your computers, and or if you don't mind how you look, you can get a pair of um, blue light blocking glasses. They kind of look like an orange, um, you know, sportswear glass that you can glass a pair of glasses that you can put on, and then you can use uh, the devices if you need to. The blue light is a problem because it it actually impacts those circadian rhythms. It it triggers your um, your brain to think that it's actually uh, daylight hours and can cause a change in the response in the body. So you want to stay away from blue light as best you can for at least a half an hour, but ideally an hour before you want to try to go to sleep. So in terms of the blood sugar regulation or dysregulation, a good idea is to have a small, like a very small snack before you go to bed. And ideally it contains healthy fat and that's easy to digest and minimal carbs, but it can have a little bit of carbs as well. And usually what I recommend is a tablespoon of coconut oil mixed with a touch of raw honey or maple syrup, if that's your preference. And what this does, uh, coconut oil is easy to digest. It doesn't require um, bile from the gallbladder. So typically it's uh, very well tolerated. It's going to give you longer lasting energy um, and uh, sustain your blood sugar levels for longer. If you have trouble falling asleep, an Epsom salt bath with a touch of lavender essential oil is great for both you or your child. You get many different benefits from having an Epsom salt bath, not just um, the magnesium uh, sulfate that will help you relax, but also can support the... um, detoxification system, in particular, the sulfation part of uh, the methylation cycle. Chamomile tea is uh, a great um, herbal relaxant. Um, Reading a book with 
you um, with your child or read one all by yourself, depending on your circumstances. Um, reading tends to put most of us to sleep. You can pick a really boring one if you're concerned you're going to stay up and read all night. I, I have had the habit of doing that in the past. Um, make sure your room is dark and cool. The circadian rhythms are impacted by light, and that's why the recommendation of staying away from the blue light as well. And so if your bedroom is has um, lights that are coming off of, um, it could be alarm clocks or other devices, even the smallest little lights can have an impact. In addition to, obviously, if you don't have blinds, um, you know, moonlight and, and street lamps and, and things like that can, can impact the light level in your bedroom. The ideal is to have it completely darkened um, when you go to sleep. So your body is triggered to know that this is the time to sleep. And also best sleep and the best regenerate brain regeneration happens in a cool room. I hate even saying this because to be honest, I like to be nice and cozy when I sleep, but um, the science shows that a cool room is best for repair and regeneration overnight. The next recommendation is to plan out your tomorrow tonight. So a lot of people have trouble falling asleep because they are thinking about the million things they need to do the next day. If you've already sat down, um, ideally not right before bed, but a little earlier in the evening, sat down and written out what your plan is for the next day so you don't have to think about it anymore, all the decisions have been made you will likely have a much easier time falling asleep because a lot of us, our brains get racing and that makes things very, very difficult as well. Another thing that has can be very helpful is to talk to your practitioner about taking an adrenal adaptogen. So adaptogenic herbs are ones that do exactly that. They adapt up or down depending on if you are overstimulated, your, the particular system, in this case, the adrenal system is hyperactive or hypoactive and you need it to be given a kick in the pants or you need it to to dial it back and um, they are pretty miraculous in terms of how they work and they are non-dependent type of supplement so you can um, take them or leave them and it won't uh, if you take them and they're helping you that's fantastic but you don't need to continue to help them to take them necessarily to have them help you. So you can take them here and there when you feel necessary. And that will help um, support your adrenals and normalize your cortisol outputs during the day. So this is something to talk to your practitioner about um, for both yourself and your child if you feel that they are struggling from chronic stress, which most of them are, be it um, emotional or um, physical stress. The other thing to talk to your practitioner about is supplementing with B vitamins. Um, The B vitamins tend to get eaten up very, very quickly uh, with blood sugar dysregulation. So if you're supporting that process by making sure that uh, sufficient amounts of the B vitamins are there for the process, it um, and then left over for other uh, functions in the body, that is essential to supporting your adrenals and your sleep patterns. Now, the one suggestion I would make, though, is that B vitamins are very energizing. So I generally don't recommend uh, anyone take some after lunchtime. So if you've missed a dose, you just take them in the morning the next day. Otherwise, you may end up being up much later than you want to be. And lastly, some practitioners find that supplementing with melatonin is a helpful intervention for parents and their children. 
There is a lot of debate about the impacts of this kind of supplementation. So what I suggest is you do your research, speak with your practitioner, and use it as a Band-Aid approach while you work on the underlying dysregulation of yours or your child's uh, adrenals and circadian rhythms and not necessarily look to it as a long-term solution. Um, like I said, many parents find it's very helpful for their children, and because sleep is so important, uh, a lot of practitioners do recommend it because the kids need to sleep in order to heal, and their parents need to sleep in order to be able to continue to care for them and, and, and look after themselves. So it can be a very effective Band-Aid in some circumstances, but you need to look at what the long-term and the underlying causes are in order to get them to produce their own melatonin. And I, I, sorry, I should probably take a step back. Melatonin is um, a hormone involved in, in sleep reduction. So that is why it's a, often a good intervention. In a nutshell, what we've talked about today is that sleep is essential to your health and to your child's recovery. We want to take it very, very seriously. Sleep is required for the repair and the reorganization of the brain. And unfortunately, lack of sleep impacts your adrenals and in turn will impact your thyroid and overall metabolism. So we want to make sure that we are getting our sleep. And many strategies that, that will work for you will also work for your child. So take this information and um, see if it also applies to your child and can help them move forward. What I've done for today so that you don't have to worry about um, having notes is um, I've created a good sleep now cheat sheet that will summarize um, all of these and likely a few more suggestions. And you'll be able to find that over on the mychildwillthrive.com website under today's uh, podcast number four. So that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me this week on My Child Will Thrive. I'm so passionate about giving you the tools and information you need to help your child recover. And as they say, it takes a village. So join us in the My Child Will Thrive Village Facebook group, where you can meet like-minded parents and stay up to date on everything we have going on at My Child Will Thrive. This is Tara Hunkin, and I'll catch you on the next podcast or over at mildchildwillthrive.com.